0: everyone welcome to the self-published strong podcast um how does this go oh yeah i know who i am (laughs) i'm your host andrea pearson and i'm joined today by my husband hi i'm nolan he knows who he is too I do know yes (laughs) and we have a guest today who are you
1: i am graham bradley
0: yeah last time you're like i'm graham bradley
1: (laughs) i'm the notorious gpb
0: (laughs) Um, if you're listening for the first time this is the best podcast for publishing and marketing tips motivational quotes and tons of advice and ideas on the craft of writing itself based off of great and awful
2: movies and what movies are we doing today we're doing the complete complete franchise it better
0: not be complete (laughs) anthology it better not be
2: complete i really want that (laughs) that third movie to come out i decided to throw a bomb early throw a bomb really.
0: <laughs> okay. Um let's see. I actually didn't put any thought into updates or anything. I've got tons going on right now, but um, Graham, do
1: you have anything going on? Uh, I recently finished the third draft of Sleepless Hollow and it is now on course to come out sometime in October. I've I've been kind of uh, quiet about what I want the release date to be just cuz my Oh, mean yeah it's i mean it's halloween ish but i don't know if i was going to get it out you know two weeks before or four weeks you would want to do it a little bit before i'm trying to get it farther out but it just with how busy this summer has been i haven't had time to get it all the way done but i've got a draft that's you know 90 done my editor has it now and i've got only two illustrations left to do and then a a final version of the cover so uh fortunately I've, i've got a lot of on-the-clock downtime at work coming up, where I'll, I'll nice. be able to kind of multitask and, and tackle that stuff, which has been just excellent. So, uh, that's that's my main project right now. Nice. Sleepless Hollow, if you want to see the Headless Horseman with a machine gun. With a I mammoth, do. a woolly mammoth, right? Riding a woolly yeah. mammoth. Remember that from last Go on. time. Yes. <laughs> you follow my art account. I it's do. all yes, there. If everybody yes. wants to see it, you can see the, the, the art in progress. And All, all of
0: our listeners happens. follow your art account, too, I'm
1: sure. No, I've still only got, like, 60 followers well we've only got like 60 listeners <laughs> every
2: single one of them is following you now <laughs> hey how'd that, that portal pens- into hell go
0: it actually turned out really really awesome and we gave it to um, my patreon supporters yeah
1: okay that was the last thing I remember I was talking about when I was here yeah portal into hell which was Graham's something about Graham or Nolan's work I can't we, remember we what ended was talking mine. about like it was a shortcut for Nolan to get to work oh yeah
2: <laughs> yes. oh my goodness it's so accurate it's not good <laughs>
0: Okay, sorry. So, we just went on a really long tangent. What were we talking about? Updates. Updates.
2: So, that's our updates. What, uh, what are working, your updates? I'm working on um, Lassia. Oh, yeah. Lassia is Or a, I will be. <laughs> that was my goal, Is to start this week. I didn't even start. Lassia is
0: a, a monster-type creature from my... Kia Konya. And uh, another And mosaic. Yes.
1: consider a mutant Lassie? And, no.
0: No. No, it's a chick who, um, pulses flames, and she's got, like great features I can't wait to see how he draws like a jutting chin high forehead and so she's hot but blood she's also veins. hot yes yeah. blood veins that pop out on her face and she has a a cold black eye and a
2: red eye, that and then hair odd. flames. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just um, found out I had a fetish. I didn't know had. Sorry, honey.
1: Mismatched eyes and varicose facial veins. <laughs> yes, it's just very frail. odd. I'm noticing a recurring theme in your work, Nolan.
0: This is this, this is. is, is my stuff. Just <laughs> he's what just about he's X putting a picture on hell. what I write. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anyway, Isn't let's that see.
2: that what
1: most fiction is? I mean, honestly. This, but worse. Yeah. 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 As to what makes it mainstream these days. Yeah. Definitely.
0: (laughs) Okay. So, updates for me. I'm going to keep updating on the book launch. Um, Guess what I did with um, my book, though? I changed, yet again... The cover. The book cover.
1: (laughs) It's like the fourth rendition of to, it. To no consternation of your artist. <laughs> I'm me. the, I'm the one that. who does my book covers. <laughs> oh, okay. Thank you goodness. do the covers and he does. okay. Yeah. It. He does the
0: illustrations and I do my book covers. Um, no, I, I was, I mean, this series is, and this is for my listeners too, our listeners. Um, the series is a... It's, romance fantasy romance and so i'm like all the fantasy romances either have a guy with abs which won't fit my story because there's not going to be sex in my story or it's a couple on the cover and i have this guy like folding his arms and he's got sword strapped to his back and it doesn't say fantasy romance
1: I had a lot of fantasy romances in high school, but I don't think it's the same thing that you're talking about. <laughs> oh, oh <geez>. self burn. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, um, I also started sending out the book to my readers last Wednesday, and I it was freaking nerve-wracking because I put so much time and emotion into this story. To the listeners, we've been tangential tangential
2: the whole... For 14 minutes that you don't get to hear.
0: For 14 minutes that they don't get to hear. It's true. Anyway, so I... Yeah, this is one of those series where as soon as I came up with the hook, the book, the hook for the first book, I was like, this is going to be one that I'm going to want to put a lot of money into. So I worked on the first opening about page. I've been working on it for eight months now, just that first page. And I sent it out to my readers last Wednesday, asking them um, for feedback and... it starts out with the guy pulling a knife from a woman's heart. That's how the book starts the very first line. And my readers, the, the feedback has been overwhelming. I mean, none of it has been negative. It's all been very, very positive. Like, why can't I have the rest of it now? And, Because he's been hired, basically, blackmailed to kill the woman he's in love with. So he has has to assassinate her. She's a high-profile magical person in the United States in this alternate version, right? He's murdered five people so far, and the list is seven, and she's number six. And he gets hired to protect her, so he's got two competing jobs. And so he's like, I'm going to protect her and put off the other job as long as I can. And then... He's not sure if he's going to murder her or not because he doesn't or know how he's going to get out of it. he off the
1: protection job and kill her really fast and make a lot of money and go to number seven. And he won't it. make money, though. He You have a short story.
0: Yes, a very short story. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the the feedback has been very, very positive. And what I didn't tell my readers is that the girl that he's hired to kill is the main character for my last series. And so what that's the where the first bit I sent out to them last week ends is right when he says... Mm-hmm her name so you so you
1: haven't told your readers this and there's no way of them knowing
0: I didn't tell them anything I didn't even put it up at pre-order I, mean, I mean, it's up for pre-order yeah, now you but wouldn't,
1: you wouldn't like I don't know mention it on a podcast or something and just give My it readers <laughs> don't listen to our podcast.
0: <laughs> Maybe one or two do but they already know because yeah, they're right. you know the early readers yeah early readers anyway so that went really well i'm really excited i'm working on the next section i need to get the book finished really quickly i did change the book cover and the feedback again has been every every rendition has been better than the one before and i'm not changing it again because this one it it's it fits the genre and the book and that's what i needed you know so they would draw bring in the best readers for the series And so uh, Facebook ads are going great. I'm getting about a pre-order, about two to three pre-orders a day with one Facebook ad. And so that's really good with pre-orders because once it's released, I'll probably be getting between five and eight downloads a day. Um, And it's a 99 cent book. um, So that helps too. I'm also doing the download bonuses. And so people have been excited about that. I finally told my readers at the end of that sample that they're going to get download bonuses for it. So, yeah, so that's what's going on right now with the book launch. Um, I did reach out to a person who organizes book blitzes. Her name is Lola. If anybody wants to Google her, just Google L-O-L-A.
2: L-O-L. <laughs> Google
1: L-O-L. See what happens.
0: <laughs> Google L-O-L and see what yeah, happens. Be the top
1: result. You'll click on that one and you're set.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Lola, book blogs, book blitzes. Anyway, what she did for me... Um, for the last book in my last series, book number nine, was a book blitz and we had download bonuses and I had really good results from that. And so I'm figuring for a first book with download bonuses and have all the bloggers um, talk about the download bonuses because you know you're not going to get downloads from book blog tour, a blog tour, but the download bonuses helped it quite a bit last time. So with this, I'm just throwing money at it, at things that I've done in the past that have worked and just going to see how far it takes it. I'm always looking at Nolan, and he usually nods in response. Um, Yeah, this is a... Go on. (laughs) Thank you. Maybe I'll talk to Graham instead, and he can give me some verbal... (laughs) Uh, For the listeners, he's nodding. (laughs) Thanks. Okay, all right. Um, Let's see.
1: You're outnumbered.
0: Well, I've been outnumbered since our baby was born male to female <laughs> that's not true well, the first one was a girl
1: The first one you would have outnumbered that's what no, i said. mean the most recent one the
0: no. most recent oh. one <clears throat> um let's see i think that's pretty much it for updates yeah there's other stuff going on uh, i'm almost ready for the box set the exclusive box set and that'll be i'm gonna be telling my readers about that on wednesday so that's in two days and i'm selling it for either 14.99 or 15.99 i don't know I haven't decided yet we'll talk about that Nolan and me later. Okay, uh, that's pretty much it for updates. Nolan, you want to go ahead and give us the quote?
2: Yes. Um, Genius is 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. Thomas A. Edison. I feel like I've said that. I feel like I've said all these before, but I read them like 10 times before we say them. So, yeah. Um, anyone, anyway, uh, yeah, 99% perspiration, uh, 1% inspiration. I wish some of these movies had 1% inspiration. That ingredient is lacking. And the last
1: one. You, you want to start this fight right he, now? Huh? He, is, he is. looking you, forward you just, to it. I'm like, ready? we're. I'll be the. I'm going to be the mediator. Well, we're not even getting. We haven't even like begun <laughs> the movie discussion. And you already want to go to blows? All right. Uh, I have strong feelings
2: as well, but they're not the same feelings I he got, has. I got two fists. Let's do this. this. I don't know if disappointment is ever a strong emotion, but. <laughs>
0: Jeez, okay. All right. Feeling strongly. Apathetic. Okay, Graham, how do you Strongly. <laughs> how do you feel about the quote? Just to keep you guys from arguing.
1: <laughs> it's it's work is definitely what separates um, you know those of us who who accomplish from those of us who who do not. Uh, if you ever need uh, greater evidence of that, read David McCullough's book on the Wright brothers. You know, they they dedicated David their McCall lives a great author. to their yeah to their craft of inventing and and built their lives around it. Um, you know, superstar athletes, football players, basketball players, all that stuff. Like they they build their lives around their work. It's not just and those athletes like, really do perspire too during yeah, their work. That's, that's, <laughs> it's ninety nine percent of what they do. You know, it, yeah. it's it's uh, so they can have their one or two moments where they really. The, I mean, they, sometimes
2: some of them play, play that like every half day, game. but yeah, yeah. But I mean. Like the highlight reel, mm-hmm. like how much of how much work goes into that split second. Yeah, like
1: the the poster that I have on my wall of Andrew Luck doing his slam dunk touchdown in that 2013 wild card game was was just a split second of a, a grueling three hour match that was the culmination of everything that he'd done in his football career up until then. You know, it's it's work work is what separates the the dreamers from the doers.
0: Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I'm. That's one thing that I'm. Talk about regularly. I mean, you know, the authors that are writing full-time and they're only putting in like half an hour a day, you know, like your books are dropping, your sales are dropping because you're only releasing a book a year and they're writing full-time and that's not, that's not full-time writing.
1: Um, Some people are also full-time truckers and only release one book a year. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You're also providing for a family in more than one way. So in that mortgage, I tell you what, (sighs) (laughs) Nolan's expression right now, he loves having a mortgage. I do not. It gives
2: them security. It's the, no,
1: the opposite of what it does. It's a weird way to spell ulcers.
0: <laughs> no kidding. Okay, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give the uh, tip for today. We're still
2: talking about as I throw my pen. We're just throwing things. At least it's not at our guest this time. <laughs> this time. No kidding.
0: Um, yeah, we're still talking about reviews, and this is one that I've done regular, done frequently, quite often. It it can get around even up to 100 reviews, depending on the size of your audience. Uh, so what I do is I'll hold a giveaway with a bonus po- bonus point for those who post reviews. And so for in order for it to be legal, everybody has to be able to enter, but people who post a review can get a bonus point. And that, is, that totally falls under all of the legal Amazon rules and everything. Uh, and so even if they don't review, they can still get a bonus point. But the people who are likely to review, that's just sometimes that little extra nudge to get them to actually review. And you want to make sure that the giveaway is something that will be um, something that they would like, you know. So you have to figure out what your readers actually want, and then make it very obvious that anyone can enter. You don't want to have it be like some fine print somewhere that says anybody can enter, no purchase necessary, or whatever, no review necessary. It needs to be very obvious. And yeah, that's pretty much it for today. We need to get onto our our movie, um, Pacific Rim, one and two.
2: All right. the complete franchise.
0: The, uh, that hurts me. Are you trying to hurt me or him? He's trying to hurt me.
1: <laughs> i gonna hurt him back.
0: Well, if he says it anymore, I give you permission to hurt him back. <laughs> he's See, there he's was
1: loving a, this. There was a mid-credits stinger that means there's going to be a third movie. That's the way there that was, it always yeah. works, Nolan. Okay.
0: Well, and they, I mean, the end, that's Aside what they did. We're bringing it. To
1: and you.
0: They, they did say, we're bringing it to you. you
2: know, Which I like. how
0: they ended it. Yeah, no, that's
2: good. I like that.
0: Yeah. The... the Okay.
1: Depending on how far we want to get into this, I'm right gonna now. I'm going to, right going to tackle this right now.
0: We're gonna talk about the first movie briefly, yes. and then we'll talk Spoiler about the second too. one. Okay. So what and the way we're gonna do this is we're not gonna follow this, but the questions will answer some of these on here. Uh, what worked for us and then what didn't work for us with this first movie, um, Nolan. We'll just talk about what worked for us first. So uh, what worked for us. Uh, Giant
2: robots punching monsters. I was toothpaste. actually
0: going to say, My what are brother. your what are your favorite uh,
2: tropes in the movie? Giant it. robots. No, are, I love it so yeah. much. I really do. <laughs> um, I have a kaiju movie collection. Just anyways. So. Yeah. Camera. Mm-hmm. I
0: gave Godzilla. you a lot
2: of those. Yeah, and Godzilla. And so I was already done with that. Yeah. When we started. So. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that Scratch Snitch. Um,
0: yeah, what, what works for me fantastic. is the mm-hmm. the aliens. I mean, the monsters. They don't hold back.
2: You get plenty of I call monster. Yeah, yeah there's there, there's there's <laughs> good action yeah, porn. Yes. Yeah, there's there's good action distributed throughout. It's yeah. not like the Godzilla American Godzilla movie where they just constantly. Oh, where they
0: teased you until you, the very very end and I then wasn't satisfying. That
2: monster blue balls is what I called it because they yes. just they like they tease you Oh no, and then like you're about to see him do. No, I
1: saw You know that Cinema Sins YouTube channel where the yes. guy like. He he ran a timer on that, and in and in two plus hours of that movie, you got like maybe eleven minutes of screen time. Of See that
0: that just that kills me. Watching that movie, I was so disappointed. That's a massive flaw. It is because yes. it's
2: not. Uh, um... Uh, what's it called? A, a thriller movie? Yeah, but Jurassic Park had a ton. Or a Park horror had movie had where you ton. have the monster at the end. Yeah. That's not what this is. It's called no. Godzilla. You know up yeah. front it's Godzilla. You have but Godzilla even, the beginning.
0: even Jurassic or, Park, the teas and tease, they they fulfilled. I mean, there was enough time with all they the made different sure, dinosaurs. It was revealed
2: they had a ton of time. Yeah. Yes. But that didn't happen. That didn't happen with Godzilla. Neither, like, neither of these, like... They tried to, I don't know, split the difference. They thought they kind of treated it like that horror where they delayed, delayed, delayed until the end, and then they have the reveal but then you didn't care by them because yeah, it's yeah. not what this movie is. We should talk about Pacific Rim, though, because we're... But, that, but I'm <laughs> saying this movie didn't do that. Yeah, no, this uh, movie it, was it, awesome. You got co- action up front. I thought the the cold open was a bit long. 17 like minutes like a t- long. 21. It's 17 minutes. Holy
1: cow.
0: Yeah. We timed it. Um, it was close. <laughs> to 20 and minutes. Trivia talks about it, too. They're like one of the longest cold open
2: movies or cold opens ever. But at least it it's cool and it does a bunch of things it does it's, it's one fascinating of the, one of
1: the universal takeaways that everybody had when they sat in the theater was like like when the when the, the movie the, when, the show when the billing like Pacific, the title finally yeah. rolled by we're like oh right this was just the beginning of the movie <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah now that my popcorn's all gone
0: you know? <laughs> <laughs> or nachos in my case <laughs> yeah um yeah no it was awesome and I like, what I, another thing I like with this movie is they don't start where the action starts. They actually start well into the story of the kaijus attacking. So that first kaiju attack would have actually been very interesting as a movie, but they take it a step beyond that. The attacks have been coming regularly. And so that, that was a different take on monster movies. You yeah, know? They, they gave a
2: short prologue. Mm-hmm. which was short enough to you know actually be a prologue and yeah. then got into blowing stuff up yeah because it is our world and so but it's different rules you know yeah, i mean yeah. it,
0: well different rules now because right it's yeah. like
2: this is where they diverged. they had, had to establish that yeah. right. yep. and so that did that perfect let in great fantastic yeah. job
1: um okay graham what are things that worked for you uh, absolutely, the spectacle, the visuals of it. I nice yeah. said, beautiful." Yeah, just it's... just amazing. And and I too, you know, I was big into the into the old Japanese you know, Godzilla and King Kong movies when I was a kid. You know, when they'd have a, a marathon on cable, and I couldn't understand why my parents were watching it with me. Like, this sucks. Like, this is just terrible. <laughs> like, this like, is no, wonderful. There's a giant gorilla punching Godzilla. This is incredible. <laughs> wow, how are you not into this? <laughs> well, and then you know, I've I've always had a soft spot for Mecca, and I wanted you know really good mecha movies and that's probably why i threw way more money at the transformers franchise than it ever deserved.
0: <laughs> I, every time anybody says transformers you're the first person that comes to mind oh, cuz you were so into I them. I saw
1: that first movie in the theater 5 times. Yeah. That's <laughs> I, I saw
0: signs in the theater 5 times and, including Aliens. IMAX,
1: you know, and then i saw the second one and i was like eh, and then the third one was better and then the fourth one came along and I was like I realized I'm the problem like I'm the reason this <laughs> keeps happening so I stopped still, still haven't seen the fifth one but I, I was so hungry for really good Mecca and this one nailed it not just visually but thematically with, with the personas with the names of the Jaegers and like the way that they worked and how they had this complication of finding somebody that you're compatible with just the, the spectacle they got right if, if ultimately it boils down to giant robots fighting giant monsters they did that complete justice and then you know the other takeaway that i had from it was i walked into the theater and i was like holy crap like it had a story it had a smart story yeah and, there's a story and, there's characters have motivations yeah like they, they cared enough to tell it well and not just throw a spectacle up on the screen and take your money and be like okay you well know, that's because of G- Guillermo <laughs> del Toro i mean he was you know exactly so those those were my two takeaways is that it that it looked great and it had substance
0: yeah are those your official takeaways that are supposed to wait till the end of the movie or the end uh, of the podcast? Well,
1: last time when I did my like my takeaway of Endgame, I, it was like twenty minutes. And you're like, oh, it's <laughs> just <this> your takeaway? <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny though. It was really so, good. And so I realized that was, I was taking too much away. So like initially, if we're putting it all under an umbrella. It falls under
0: those the. The takeaways things. always happen regardless of what we talk about. But no, we were actually saying like you made some very good points. Oh, you know, yes. and that's the only reason we actually went through with inviting you back. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, he wants to fight with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: just so, you know, other, other takeaways then, like, aside from just the, the thinking through the monsters and not just having, like, okay, we've got this hole in the ocean and here come monsters and they want to attack us. Like, they thought about why, where does it come from, how do they work, how can we hack that, how can we have people that get involved with it. But then you also have, you know, the motivations and, and backstories of all the different Jaeger pilots. And, uh, you know, it's it's really heartfelt. You know, here you had... Stacker Pentecost, who was this guy who, you know, he was a, an early Jaeger pilot. They jumped in a machine that was only... It was it, one manned or whatever. It was, it was two. Men. It was supposed to be two, but the problem is, like, it was really crudely built. He says, that you know, we put, we put this thing together in, like, a year, Yeah. and we were basically sitting on top of a nuke reactor, and, and that took a toll on him, but he, he took that risk because he he had that hero's heart. He had to go out and get into the fight. Yeah. And then you've got Mako, whose entire family was, was destroyed, killed, and she's I, been itching for that chance to get in there, but he adopted her. St- adopted her and he's been, you know, trying to protect her from, from the things that, you know, he's putting himself in front of. And then you've got Raleigh who, you know, he and his he's brother, really cute. he, if cute. you say so, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he, he and his brother were drift compatible and like that, they put so much stock in that, that, that you know, that that it's valuable enough to help you become a Jaeger pilot. And then his brother died while he was still attached to him and that mentally scarred him. Yeah. And which so, would make sense. And I so mean. what would it take for him to get back in the fight and, and so on? And then, you know, I also found the dynamic between him and Mako, interesting is that their uh, their aborted um, romance. romance, the, the it went really well.
0: Honestly, like it wasn't the they Man do, of still
2: though. romance. They, it was they you actually know? do. There's like a clip of them. I think on I've the
1: heard movie. in the novelization that they do kiss. I thought which... I saw.
2: I thought I saw like a, a clip where they when they're on the life pod at the end where they do and they cut it because it doesn't.
1: I think
0: it was it, it worked really good with the hug. I really liked that.
1: Yeah. I, I think it was good that you can show. You can show a strong bond between two people that doesn't have to be a romantic bond, even if the, you know it's a guy or girl that, yeah. that clearly find each other attractive, but their their bond was was different. It was more you know not necessarily platonic, but it was it was of substance in that regard. Where yeah. where you know they they had both found those missing parts of themselves in the in the thing that they accomplished together. Yeah, and you know whether it's romantic or or platonic or just a friendship, like those are. Those are the things that real meaningful relationships are built on. And and so, yeah, like you, they could have sealed it with a kiss and that would have been, okay, fine. You know, they had a romance and that makes sense. But, you know, they, they did this thing and they, they became, you know, whole people in, in the wake of these horrible things that they've been through together and because of because of each other i yeah. thought it was refreshing actually <laughs> yeah because i felt like
2: it would have just been shoehorned in there because they had some kind of indications throughout and they probably would have put more in if that was the payoff at the end but it wasn't really about what, like that.
1: where she was watching his abs through her yeah through, uh, i want to say people but that sounds wrong <laughs>
2: through the well it is the people what does it call it door. the door
1: the door view why can people. i not think of this word it's the people yeah the thing she anyways but yeah, I of course mean, he was also walking around shirtless with his door open, so I think he kind of wanted her to see it. Yeah, <laughs> probably.
0: Yeah. So um, another thing that actually worked really well for me was the comedy. Um, oh yeah. Like, cause like they they kill the 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 sorry the kaiju and he's like, the, hold the on, one. we need to do check a pulse. pulse check, you know? And then they turn around and he's like, it's dead. No pulse. Like I just love that, you know? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, no pulse. Yeah, there's good touches. I like. I love the the tanker being used as a baseball bat.
0: Oh yeah. oh yeah, that was so it awesome. So <laughs> so it is awesome. Like, like the way they drag it. Yeah. I just love that. Yeah, because it's it's
2: like, like a, a saunter, or maybe like like that really arrogant oh, like, like when swagger. Up, just swagger. That's it. That's the word I was looking yeah. for. It's got the swagger. He's like, oh no, you didn't, and like.
1: I got a boat for you. We're gonna go yeah. on a boat trip. Yeah. Or how about well, like when he when he goes to make that punch and he misses and he punches in the building and he hits that little thing on oh, the his th- desk or whatever it's called. The yeah. Newton
0: the Newton balls or whatever they're they, called. They
1: did that in the sequel as well, where like one of the Jaegers falls over and it oh. slides and then like it bumps a car and sets the car alarm on. And off. he was like, he didn't, didn't like that because they
2: repeated it, but.
1: Eh. And and I get why people wouldn't like it. Sometimes it's it's a matter of like, oh, hey, we did this gag before, and we kind of want to like keep the theme going. And other times it's like, oh, you did this gag before and it doesn't it lands on people yeah. different i guess yeah
0: um okay so let's go ahead and talk about things that did not work for us in this movie
2: drifting just gonna say it right now
1: um <laughs> interesting let's hear it uh
2: i like drifting i don't like how they handled it because they make it sound like it's super special and then they grab two random people like it makes it <laughs> like they have twins you know like they show twins and they show mm-hmm. brothers and then it's like uh an American and a Japanese girl that have nothing in common whatsoever and then they can drift and then the two scientists drift and they have nothing. You know, are they drift compatible? And then they're hooking themselves up to a kaiju brain. Like, what are the rules? Because they say it's really rare and important and then they just kind of throw it around.
1: The, I mean, to, to offer a counterpoint to that, with the scientists drifting with the kaiju brain,
2: it seems like it they def- weren't rubbing, They weren't piloting a robot, so maybe the and, and, and so,
1: yeah, they weren't trying to accomplish something together and it still, like, obviously took a very physical toll on them. Like, you saw Newt, he had, like, his retina detached or something and right. the book mm-hmm. the book noses and like it messed with them and and this is something you find out in the second one but it it still left psychological scars on both of them so you know there there was that and then with with Marco Marco and Raleigh. Raleigh you know they he realized their compatibility
0: while they're fighting but I didn't be, think that was enough to me like based on I could combat, fight with a lot of people and have a good well, there it but... was
1: less about like the fact that we could fight but more about the way that they could they could read each other so that they knew that their See, minds and were, I didn't feel it, like would, they showed
0: that well enough because I was like oh they fight really well together and, and I, like I didn't like the fact fight. that they had the stick fight
1: the sick um, fight was a lot because of fun because it's like very it's,
0: primitive, and it's um, it is
1: plausible her fighting him. Yeah, it's a
0: plausible way for her to fight him.
1: And, and maybe it's it's stuff that you're kind of you know you're forced to extrapolate because you know she was sitting there judging him and, and every and she says you know every every fight you that you could have taken it a step you could have so, won, it, won yeah. it sooner. So like even if it's not just like a, a physical. Thing. like she's still uh, assessing him and he, and he knows that she's right and and that's why he's like oh yeah you want to fight me then and and they do it and it, like he senses that like yeah there's there's drift compatibility not necessarily because it's a biological thing but more because their minds are geared in the same direction and i think that's backed up by the time that uh um stacker and uh what's his face the australian kid have to go into into striker alpha because you know St- Stacker says, "Like, look, I can drift with you because you're not that hard to figure out. You're an egotistical jerk with daddy issues, and I don't take anything into the drift. So yeah. it's, it's a, a certain you know mental and psychological constitution as well. I mean, it seems like it was more predominantly a biological thing, but there were some people that had the uh, the the mental drive to make it work." no matter what. And then uh, again, progressing into the second movie, it seems like it's, there's still people that have difficulty with it, but they've refined the tech at that point to, to where they can overcome a lot of the obstacles that they had, you know, 10 years prior.
2: Um, I, I do like that. They try. So they, they, if it was just, like, somebody piloting a giant robot, it wouldn't have been as interesting. I no, like that they Yeah, had you have to pilot. have a little bit of that Because conflict. there's, like, there's not a way for them, like, because then it would just be one robot, or you'd have to have two robots against one, you know? So they had to have two pilots. It makes it better. And then you can have a dialogue you have, because then combat becomes... Um, emotional between two people, and they're yeah. having a dialogue. And, and, a conversation, and there was more
1: of an interruption like... to the fighting process than just, oh, the monster hit us really hard. Because it's yeah, like, oh, it d- incapacitated feels... my partner. Our, and... our neural handshake fell apart or something. Yeah, yeah, otherwise it's just Top Gun with max Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Which would be fun. Which I would still
0: watch. Don't be <laughs> yeah. me wrong.
1: Okay, Graham, what are things that
0: did not work for you?
1: Uh, I agree with the universal complaint from the first movie, wow. where why did they wait until they were falling from fifty thousand feet to whip out that sword? <laughs> <and start laughs> yes, cutting that's up. true. Yeah. yeah,
2: they're exiting the atmosphere, and they're like, "Wait, I have a sword!" And yeah, it's like, okay, if,
1: if you've got that and it's that effective, why run, you would have brought it out right? At run the end. a patrol. I mean, if you're running out of Jaegers and it's taking you, you know, you've got all these people burning all these resources and manpower, and and you're gearing your entire economy towards building a massive concrete wall that doesn't frigging work anyway why wouldn't you build 10 jaegers put them on a schedule rotate them out and somebody stands at the breach and every time one of these monsters comes through you just whack it with the sword and you're done you know so there was there was a logistical problem with Uh, that which i found really frustrating after listening to a bunch of like interviews with guillermo del toro he put so much work into the world building of this they talk about how a lot of these coastal cities were uh we're low on resources it was hard to come by food and so forth but Hong Kong was a port that had stayed open during the war and everything and you know so they had more food than Alaska did for example he did 400 pages of world building and imagination for this and then he overlooked something as simple as that yeah so you know, as, as much creativity as there was putting put into it there were still things that it's like Okay. You, how could they have fixed that
2: then? They'd have I, to have more I, than one breach, which they try to do. Well, I'm saying well. like the
1: sword thing. The, that, they would have had to completely undo. Well, they the, could have maybe. Or, or have brought it in sooner, but that goes back maybe to. Maybe the sword wasn't
0: functioning when they first went out to fight. Then, then and all they would have to do
1: is highlight that. Is like have Mako trying to hit some switch on. It. Oh, hang it's on. This working. is not working. And then it comes on. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. Something, something like, like that. that but you know, it could have been that simple. But that's where you my initial takeaway was. Oh, there was spectacle, but also there was some substance, that was where that veneer kind of cracked because you, they they overlooked substance just to show something really cool. Like, oh, this thing has kicked our butt and dragged us across town and killed who knows how many people. Now let me whip out the sword, even though we're going to fall from like space shuttle height. Yeah. And oh, by the way, like you would do more than just shockwave a Chinese soccer stadium out of, into oblivion. Like your, your mech is destroyed. I don't care what you're made out of. Yeah. You're that yeah. heavy and you're falling from that height. It's you're falling too fast and yeah. physics are physics.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so things that did not work for me... the scientists yeah. And I actually That's went really back annoying. to write that down three times while watching the movie. I was like, did I write it? Oh, I did write it down. Oh, yep, I did write it down. <laughs> I just, I it's so over the top and so cliched. And not even just cliched, it's like cliched, cliched times 3,000. A, a little too heavy-handed? Yeah, like Newt, um, especially um, Herman. Newt mm-hmm. didn't bother me so much. He was kind of annoying in the beginning, but by the end I was okay with him. But Herman, oh, I'm just going to go and do my stupid, you know, and
1: I'm like, oh, I just wanted to kill him. Yeah, the there, there were times when, yeah, Herman was a little bit too... Too intense, I'm
0: like I, he, nobody and I know I know scientists, I know especially one that's very attractive and sitting across from me, okay, scientists aren't like that, and my my uncle some I have three uncles that are scientists, yeah, I mean, but not that exaggerated, no even. not even
2: that know,
0: no, and so that really drove me nuts, but that's pretty much the only complaint I have, like this movie is one of my one of my favorite movies because it is eye candy, you know? I, I have some
2: other small point why do planes have to get within? five feet at distance. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when they can shoot yeah. from like miles away and, I, and i'm sure like any air force pilot would see the same thing like you really wouldn't have to get that close. they can't even pull up they're like literally like flying kamikaze ramming them while they're I shooting think. their guns it makes
0: for a more interesting <laughs> visual
1: again that's where the spectacle what, sacrifices the substance here's
2: what i would have done i would have made a giant plane and stuck that plasma cannon on it and you could have just flown over and yeah because the if they've got
1: these weapons it's like you know the whole idea behind the Jägers was you needed to to hit the kaijus with up close brutal kinetic energy to minimize collateral damage there are still ways to do that with aircraft and, and any air force pilot who's got combat experience will tell you that it's it's 99 percent holding formation and then you get an order come in and shoot this and then return to the ceiling and do the yeah. you know, holding formation but that doesn't make for a, a, a sexy ex- movie yeah
0: exactly it's not as exciting to we're, watch the action from we're back miles to the above. spectacle yeah. you know um there is one other thing that does bother me and uh, Nolan and I kind of had a little fight about this. Okay. <laughs> we almost got divorced over this. <laughs> just kidding. I do not like how long it takes for the robots to charge their weapons. Because the kaijus are That's fast and they're huge and they are constantly moving and the robots are like, charge! No, I don't and like that. Pu- and I was like they'd be destroyed mm-hmm. there's not are talking time. about like the plasma cannon or any of up the them all of them all of their robot all of their um, no, like, weapons I, I, are slow
2: I like that they, they slowed down the motions of a lot of the things to make it feel like scale you know like there's this big punch coming um, but which I think feels, it's it's oh. like Mega Mind.
0: the sun is warming up
2: no but that <laughs> that part I don't like like when they're like okay rocket okay I'm like, load
0: it, mm-hmm. load yeah. it. Get, ready, get ready get it ready it's going that's more like, for
1: the yeah how many times in the first movie does Raleigh Beckett yell get ready Mako, and like oh, I, it was the third or fourth yes. time I watched it, I was like, She's ready. She, she spends she a knows. lot of time like being ready. It's okay.
2: <laughs> Plus, you know already because you're in you're each other's heads. You're so in each other's brains. To be ready. Well, he yeah.
0: does explain. I noticed this finally he says I, I know we're in each other's heads but I still like to talk it out mm-hmm. he does and I didn't notice well, that before this, this time. is where
1: you've got to get a little bit nerdy about the tech specs for the different Jaegers because you know, you've got Mark 3's Mark 4's Mark 5 Striker Alpha is the fastest one that they had made up until that point mm-hmm. and it was a Mark 5 Gypsy was a Mark 3 and that's why she was well, she was an super analog. Super analog she was nuclear and the other ones were just big like the uh, the Crimson Typhoon was uh, you know the big three arm Chinese one so it was mm-hmm. naturally going to have different balance issues and then Kernel Alpha was the the big gnarly Russian you know Mark Chernobyl on on yeah. on legs you know so yeah. it was it was going to be slower <laughs> and it, again that's something that they the, the progression of that they addressed in, in in uprising the first time that Gypsy Avenger fights Obsidian Fury they go for the plasma cannon and it warms right up again mm-hmm. like you see how the tech has progressed yeah, yeah. so it, but if we're taking these movies you know in, a, in an isolated state looking just at the first one like yeah you would have to to. There's no way they would have won. won. Like, the
0: kaijus are too fast. Like, waiting that long for a special weapon to activate, they'd, they'd die, you know?
1: And maybe that's just another symptom of, you know, human technology can only progress so fast. Yeah. To, to catch up to the level of the threat that we're facing and, yeah. and again you know Gypsy and Stryker faced that at the bottom of the ocean they they met the first ever mark 5 and it was moving so fast like by the time they looked at it it was already on their other side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know so th- again like they they advanced this technology so quickly and even then like it was outmoded so fast because the the precursors tech was so much more yeah
0: advanced. and see I can see that now I can I can see and I can agree with that I'm, I just my my point is it's implausible that they would have won against because it's like when you have fight scenes where there's five guys fighting one guy and they take one turn, one at a time one. each. <laughs>
2: one at a or time. Like
1: when the foot soldiers are like you know, standing at the back of the room and dancing and spinning their sticks around while the turtles mm-hmm. you know,
2: Or during the throne scene in episode eight.
1: <laughs> which is not the only or even the largest thing wrong with that movie. Oh though. my gosh. <laughs> it's so hilarious Let's to stay on the rails here. So yes. Hilarious.
0: So in case you didn't notice, we had a very abrupt cutoff there. And uh, we decided to take a break and go and put our kids to bed, get, you know, put Graham's kids in pajamas. They were hanging out with our kids. And this is Andrea, the two days, it's been two days, right? Two days. Yeah. Two days since we recorded, we decided to split the episode into two. And so here is the ending of episode one, Pacific Rim one and two. <laughs> Uh, Nolan, do you have any final thoughts? I feel uh, bad. We're gonna have final thoughts without Graham. <laughs> uh, what can we say about him? Let's let's talk. Let's talk bad about him behind
2: his back. Yeah, he doesn't listen to our podcast or anything. So. <laughs> anyway, uh, seriously, final thoughts? No, no final thoughts. They're fun.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's it, I guess. There's yeah, we didn't movie. do final thoughts really when no, we were recording. It's a fun um, Which one? First one or second one? First one.
2: Second one's <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah,
0: and actually listening to this episode, the second half of the episode, Graham makes some really good points, and I, you know, now that I see it from his point of view, I'm like, yeah, I can probably enjoy it more. Yeah. So that's a spoiler for next week's episode, because we haven't even yet discussed Pacific Rim 2 yet. Be listening for that. Like I said, Graham makes some really good points, and we will talk to you all later. Bye.
2: Bye.